Hallelujah. This is Grace Life Komi Podcast coming to you under the umbrella of Chimde Honor Ministry International. You are welcome to this episode. May you be blessed as you listen. God bless you. Praise God. This is the Family, the Home series coming to you by Funke Oahuna. And uh, joining me in this episode will be Chimdi Oahuna. Praise God. Uh, just as a summary, uh, the Family, the Home series is a series that um, helps us as believers to explore the scriptures, to understand God's divine plan and um, intent for us as singles and as um, married couples, you know, in the fold, praise God, and um, helping us to establish a, a godly home as believers, because uh, in the end, the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 15, that to whom every family in heaven and on earth receive his character. So God is interested in every one of us and uh, the family that is being created through us, praise God. So here... Uh, in this series, we are all going to be, you know, understanding divine design, divine plan, and divine purpose for us as individuals and as for our family. And I pray that um, that will be your experience all through this episode uh, series in Jesus' name. God bless you. We appreciate God for another opportunity to uh, study His Word again today. And I believe uh, everyone who has been listening, you've been blessed. And um, indeed, praise God. Hallelujah. Before we go into today's teaching, uh, I want to especially thank God for three days uh, journey thus far into these 21 days of um, knowing God's, God's plan, His purpose, and um, His character. From the beginning, for the for every godly family, you know, every godly marriage, and every godly single, praise God. Before we proceed into today's teaching, let's have a word of uh, well, let's worship God in a song. And today, I've uh, made a nice selection for us. We're going to be singing, "God Will Make a Way by Dawn When." Amen. Amen. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for us. He will be our guide. Lord, me closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way. He will make a way. Oh, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways. He works in ways. We cannot see. He will make a way for us. Oh, He will be our God. Hold us closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He By a roadway in the wilderness, he'll lead me. Rivers in the desert will I see. Heaven and earth will fade, 
is what will still remain and he will do something new today oh god will make a way where there seems to be no he walks in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for us. He will be our guide. Hold us closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a you we give you thanks and praise for your goodness and your mercy towards us we say hallow be your name yes lord Our father we extol you jesus we glorify you thank you for another precious time again yes lord thank you for your, what you have done for us father thank you for the great insights you have given to us we thank you lord thank you jesus we ask you again to teach us today amen we are your students grant us understanding that we need in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah again we can but appreciate god for the success of three days out of 21 days and i trust god that we've been um, growing in um, understanding in lights and in wisdom concerning our uh, our path okay as um, as believers as new christians in christ amen in the, in the area of family in the area of marriage and uh, other relationships praise god uh, we had a good um, state um, last week uh, yesterday i mean uh, our study last week, yesterday, excuse me, it's powerful. Last week we had a good program too, so <laughs> it keeps flowing. Okay, so uh, today we're going to be having a, a new focus based on um, the verses of scripture we're going to be focusing on, which is um, from verse 18 of Genesis chapter 2 down to 25, and um, still Ephesians 5, verse 21 to 33, because Christ remains our greatest example when it comes to the area of marriage and you know relating as husband and wife and um, your family in general praise god okay so to, in today's study we're going to be um discovering um following and that's one god's interest concern and solution for what is not good about the very good states in which god has created us okay uh, we're going to be focusing on um, one critical responsibility we have in the place of pleasure um, from the life of uh, the first man. We're going to understand that. Also, the place of um, divine inspiration and connectivity, you know, to to God uh, in achieving our critical responsibility in the place of pleasure. Also, uh, our relationship between the very good, the relationship between the very good man and um, other creatures also consider the uniqueness and emergence of the terminator of um, aloneness the also the very good perspective of the woman and then lastly the design or template for marriage a godly marriage or a godly family from the beginning praise god hallelujah all right so i will quickly take again our bible reading from the Verse 18 of Genesis chapter 2, quickly. Verse 18 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I'll make him and help meet for him. 19 says, And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found that helped me for him. 21. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and 
slept and he took uh, one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Praise God. Amen. Okay, so begin. we we'll begin our discussion from uh, our study, discussion from uh, verse 18. Um, the Lord God said, it is not good. The man should be alone. Remember from uh, chapter one, we already know. In fact, from uh, the early version, the early verses of chapter two, we already know that the man that the first man God created was made very good. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And here we are hearing the Lord saying that uh, there's something not good about a very good man. This is the reason why we. It's important for us to also look at it. You know. That means that uh, uh, there are times in our work with God that there are some things that uh, appear around us that will be um, not very good. Okay, our state is very good, but there are some conditions. Let me use the word conditions. You know, around us that would not be very good for our would not be good. Okay, for our very good state. Yeah, yeah. And it, it also means that the longer the not good remains with us being very good it, it, it you know it um, affects our quality yeah you know if you in one way or the other affect your states yeah. and this is why we also have to be you know um, knowledgeable about these not very good things yeah, yeah. because uh, they have they, they affect us whether we like it or not consciously and unconsciously they will affect us yeah. praise yeah. god so, um, over to you, Pastor. Okay, um, um, I've once heard somebody say that, you know, after God created man and other creatures, he said everything was very good. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. And then he thought, God was about to create a woman, and he um, said it is not good. So, basically, what preceded the woman was not good. And that's why you hear people have different ideologies. They tell you, you hear things like after God fear woman, you hear things like women are evil, and many of those ideology. And you know, some people can just pick up scriptures and they can just there is what misinterpret it, yeah, misappropriate it, misunderstand it to suit maybe their personal condition, condition and experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always said something the word of God is standard forever. Our experience are transient, and I'll never allow my experience to explain the word of God. Rather, the word of God will always explain my experience. So, if my experience is not palatable, and it seems like the word of God is not explaining it yet, I'll rather hold on to the word of God and allow my experience to determine the way I look. Allow my experience to become my lens with which I look into God's eye. Yeah. Alright. So, um, we, 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 those who have that disposition. I think what um, uh, Pastor said has been able to clarify, be able to clear it up. Um, there are areas in your, there are times in our life that's very good, you know, life that God has given to us, where there'll be things that are not good. And if God, who created and said it was very good, now comes and says there is a situation of not good, it, and then He created the solution to the not good. It's not the solution that made it not good. It is the situations around that made it not good. Because if you say that the reason why God, uh, it was before God created woman, that's when he said it is not good. Then you are trying to say that God's solution is a problem. The solution to the not good was the creation of the woman. And why was it why was it not good? Because the situations surrounding so if you bring that as a as a basis and say it was before it was created, God created woman and God used the word not good, you are telling us that God's solution is not good. 
and God's solution is preceded by negativity. And that's a wrong way to interpret scriptures. If you are not having a workable relationship with your wife, don't misinterpret scriptures. I think as we as we go further, yeah. um, some things will be clear. No, so I, I just want to you know, bring that. And one thing must always understand is that the woman was created as a solution for the not good. And so it says it's not good for the man to be alone. That means according to God's plan, the man was not meant to be alone. I really don't want us to start touching alone right now. I just want us, you know, let's ring a bell on the not good. Yeah. Okay? So, the influence and effect of not good. So, um, when God said it was not good, it was surrounding situations and some factors exactly. that led to that word, not good. Why do I say so? Now, um, we've uh, always, I've always thought and many people understand that when God created the Adam, it was actually a male and female. Now, Genesis chapter 5, verse 1 and 2 says, This is the book of the generation of Adam. In the day, in the day, not days, in the day. And we look at the word Adam, there is the Hebrew word Adam. So, more so of it humanity. talks about humanity, it talks about the whole of the human race. Mm. It also means some other words, which I don't think are important now. Alright. It says, In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made him. The word Adam also means man. Then it means the whole of human race. And then it says, male and female created he them. This is a continuation. Remember, the original text were not in broken into chapters. Mm. So it's just a condition. So it says, male and female created he them and called their name Adam. In the day when they were created. There are some things I want us to go to seriously now. The day. The day, not the days. Because if you look at Genesis chapter um, 1 and Genesis chapter 2, it looks as if they were different days yes, yeah. that God created the male and in chapter 1, verse 27, and then and in chapter 2, from um, you know, verse 19 down, God now created the woman. If you look at it like that, it looks like they are different days. But this is chapter 5, that's why we need to go further and read and understand that. This chapter 5 brings one emphasis. Verse 1 says, In the day, in the day that God created man, the likeness of God created man. Then verse 2 says, Male and female created it them and blessed them and called their name Adam. In the day. So it is one day. It is a particular day. He created. He didn't create at different days. As Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. And you know, as the scripture makes us understand that when we say, when the scripture says day, you know, from God's perspective, it's not day in our perspective. Yeah, not in our perspective. Now, so it's not, for example, let me just give an example. It says, um, Peter was saying, a thousand years in his eyes of the Lord, like, like a day, and a thousand in our eyes, it, uh, and, a, and a thousand, and it, it days like a thousand years. Now, so let's look at, for example, we want to look at the life of, of, of a, a day of two thousand years. Let's say a day happens to be a thousand years. If it says another day, that means the second thousand. Yeah. So, Whatever the situation, yeah, whatever the situation may be, if God says it is the day, that means it, if it's, if we are likening the day to a thousand years, that means within that thousand years, which is likened to a day, was when the male and the female were cremated. If He says in another day, then that means we are not looking at another thousand years. So that is two thousand years. But here the emphasis is on the day, the day, and it says what male and female created it then. And bless them and call their name Adam in the day. So that means the day when Adam, when male and female. Yeah, I like the, the emphasis. It doesn't call them Adam and Eve. He calls them male and female. So the day when Adam, when male and female were created, was actually in what the day when Genesis chapter one verse twenty-seven happened, when God created the male. That means the two of them were created. Now, if the two of them were created, where was the female? If God says they were both created, where was the female? Obviously, the female was resident 
a delay. That is why it will go further when God wanted to we read it. When God wanted to create, when God wanted to make the female physical, he made the male physical. That was phase one. Right? And then he took a side. Not you see the, the words read there in the original Hebrew actually means a side. So th- that's that part we are going to be discussing that when we start looking at it though. Okay, so I just want to be sure you are true with um, it is not good. Yeah, well I'm going to I'm I'm still on it is not good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, want us to really yeah. trash alone because yeah, we're, not, uh, we're not going to uh, I'm looking at it. So God looking at the way Adam the male was he was in a condition of two in one and yet I'm still like a woman. The plan was not for two people to be in one person and the person is still being alone. That was why God said, no, this condition is not good for the male to remain in this condition. If he remains in this condition, it's really going to not help him fulfill his purpose. Okay. So we must understand aloneness as a condition per time. Sometimes it may be a single condition, maybe you are single, but it's possible to be single and not alone. Are you get what I'm saying? You can even be married and be alone. There are people who are married but alone. Some people say it's even better that they were never married than they were married. Like I heard the story of a lady who said, I made my husband a millionaire. They're like, wow, that's wonderful. So what was it before he made him a millionaire? He said he was a millionaire. Now he's, <laughs> he's married, but alone. Okay, so that's one perspective. But I think um, if, um, you know, um, uh, as a child, okay, uh, my dad comes around, having provided everything for me, he still comes around to say, ah, I think something is missing. It's not good that something is missing. It should give me a certain level of, you know, joy, and uh, that means even with all this, that is still caring. I just want to tell somebody this, okay, because um, this, this, this provision of this study, you know, it's also to meet how I meet uh, spiritually, yeah. okay, and emotionally. Yeah. Some people have felt that probably God has left them in their relationship because of their experiences. You, 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 you know that this one, you don't even need a spirit to tell you that some things are not good around you, you know, in a relationship. But uh, I want you to know that God is interested in what is not good around you. Yeah. You know. God is interested in what is not because his intent for us is for us to be exactly what he wants us to be. Which is very good. And until you remain in that state, he keeps finding a way to ensure that anything that will affect your pleasure and your very good state is being taken care of. So this is one thing we must understand. God is not interested in in the pains you, you, you are going through or you are being subjected to. That is not his interest. You understand? What is he wants to ensure that those things are not around you? Let me say it that way, okay? Yes, he, he feels what we feel, Christ yeah. Jesus feels what we feel, yeah. but it's, it's not, he doesn't want to leave you in that state, okay? Yeah. This is the word, he doesn't want to leave you in that state, just yeah. know that. So be happy, rejoice because God is on your matter and he won't leave you where you are in Jesus' name. Praise God, okay? So we move from it is not good, and what was Christ saying, uh, God saying? To the man, it was not good for him to be. Yeah. Now, we have touched it a little, but we we'll continue to touch it. He says, "I will make him a help meet. I will make a help. I will make him and help meet for him." Okay, so that means that um, it wasn't just an an identification of there was a situation, yeah. but there was an immediate action. So expect immediate action to your situation in Jesus. God is doing something immediate concerning the not good situation. Yeah. Okay. Yes, something immediate. But we go to the next verse. What happens? God began to create beasts and fowls and brought them physically to, you know, he came to present them to the man to do what? To name. Yeah. 
it's an immediate action for his illness okay but something it something will precede something <laughs> actually well um some of the times let, let's bring it a little um, some of the times you will see that maybe okay Excited. With the, with the level of faith I'm putting. The world I've got to, the faith I've got to. Some of the time, maybe, um, maybe a clear word from scriptures as you're studying, yeah. or maybe a prophetic word. And I'm like, wow, man, God has asked. God is on my mat. You are so, you are so, you are so waiting for the 24 hours delivery. 24 hours delivery. But you see, in God's operation, sometimes, in God's operation, He has told you He has seen the matter. He has told you He is on the matter. But it still falls on His time. <laughs> number two, number two, when God tells you he has seen your mother, it's not because the man today. Mm-hmm. This one happened to him. Yeah. The next thing he does is that he removes your man before you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was why he said, mm-hmm. God, out of the ground, the Lord caused, the Lord formed every piece of the field and every part of the air and brought them out of them to see what he called them. Or several and poured every living creature that was the next thing he did was to remove Adam's mind from the challenge and by giving a tax to him. You see, I understand what some of us feel. I have felt it. I remember the vision, the, the encounter I had sitting down last month. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. No problem. I thank you, Lord. In fact, with my way, I've worked with the Lord. I know that when you see such things and when God gives you word, just get ready for him to remove your mind from it. Mm. It may come as a tax to do. It may come as him allowing some challenges to come your way. Mm. Sometimes somebody say, ah, but I just got a word. When you get a word of prophecy, when you get a word from God, that's when challenges now come up. Yes, why do challenges come up? Because God wants you to remove your mind from that challenge that made you cry to him mm. for his word. He mm. now begins to give you other things to busy yourself with. That's because an idle man is a devil's workshop. You will not allow the you you will not allow the the, the fruits. You know, it's like planting a seed uh-huh. and expecting to start harvesting exactly. immediately. Exactly. You have to give room. Yeah, the word of God is a seed. You have to give room. You have to look back. Uh, no, I mean, look you have to look away. Look away. You know, and allow both nature and your own coming back to maintain and the rest of it. You know, to allow the the, the fruits come after. So that's why he's going to remove your attention from that challenge. Mm. He has given the word. The word will stand. But the challenge can be struck. So he removes your attention from the challenge. Mm. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. Yes, 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 it's, yes. You see, that, that sometimes when we hear that scripture, we don't understand the potency. Do you know that the level at which God's promises and God's word stand, um, um, the, the, the level of their potency is revealed in the fact that even when you derail, eh? So long as he has spoken, he has a way of carrying you back to it. Mm. Example, Abraham. He told Abraham, Abraham was going to have a child. Abraham uh, was going to be given a seed. In Genesis chapter 15, Abraham started asking, you know, Lord, seeing that I have no child, what will you give to me? Seeing that this only Eliezer of Damascus is the only one that looks like only The only one that looks like <laughs> Because he didn't use person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> only no, Yeah. And so God said, don't worry, I'm going to give you a child. And then we go fast forward. The next thing was uh, Sarah comes and says, Since I cannot have a child, go into Haggai. We went into Haggai. We, we fast forward. We understood that God later came and said, uh, When he said, Oh God, Lord, bless, um, bless Ishmael, God said, No, you shall have a child of Sarah. Abraham felt that, Oh, what's the big deal? The, the most important thing is that I will have a child. So the, the, for me, it is the um, product. The vehicle that brings the product does not matter. Because if he knew that the vehicle matters, when Sarah co- tried to convince him to go into a guy, he would have said, no, the vehicle is important for this prophecy. Mm. So if for him, it was product that matters, not vehicle. And so he, he, he was fine with the vehicle of her guy. But God came and told him, when he said, my God said, no, 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 no. The vehicle is Sarah. And she will conceive and have a child for you. Because of that, Adam delayed, sorry, um, um, Abraham delayed himself for 13 years. But at the end of the day, God see ensure that you fulfill that promise again. Why? For God's word, when God gives it, see, your job is to believe and start doing whatever He allows you to to keep yourself busy. 
Start naming the animals was the tax that would have removed Adam from the fact that he was alone. Hey, we are going, we are, we are running, we are running, we are running, we are running. Okay, so that we are, we are back to. Uh, we are talking about the challenge. Okay, uh, the effect of the challenge, you know, and um, how it can deprive us from really receiving what God is already working for us yeah, to remove the not good situation around us. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I was just trying to hit on the fact that the what will prevent us you know from focusing on the challenge you know why god is working on our behalf yeah he is being responsibility uh, or uh, yeah cautious of our responsibility gives us a responsibility gives us a responsibility and if you know for uh, adam was because i'm trying to put them together from the definition of alone let's go to the definition of alone okay i'm going to start from the hebrew the Hebrew definition for for alone, um, I'll just use the synonyms quickly. It says alone, it says apart, it says bar, it says beside branch, by itself, of each alike, except only parts, staff, you know, and um, strength. And then for the English definition, the English dictionary uses um um synonyms like isolated mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. incomparable mm-hmm. and unique mm-hmm. okay so for adam there was no creature incomparable unique you know uh, i'm sorry there's no creature comparable yeah, you know yeah. to to be at par mm-hmm. with adam mm-hmm. no creature unique like adam mm-hmm. um and adam was isolated and only yeah, because yeah. because of his level of uniqueness and his incomparability. So, which still brings us back to Genesis one twenty six. There was nothing created that was in the image and likeness of God like Adam. Yeah, first yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. So now, um, further definition says um, separated from others, exclusive of anyone or anything else, yeah. without people that you know or that usually are with you, okay, and feeling unhappy because of being separated from other people. Yeah. So in a nutshell, Adam was unhappy, though very good. Though very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because he feels or he knows he's without his like. Yeah. Though unique. Though unique. And though incomparable. Yeah. But he's still unhappy. He's unhappy because he was without his like. Yeah. Um. This strikes um, a very strong call because like you always see that most of the time people with high IQ very high IQ they are they are separated from others they are kind of alone and isolated and you can see that in no time they form very unhappy people why simply because they are highly their potentials are too high when compared to those around to them those around them Okay, so back to uh, verse, um, verse 18, 19, 20, where God, you know, brought in the, view, the beast of the field and then the rest of them for Adam to live. And the scripture tells us that whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name then. Okay, so we discover now that despite his unhappiness, despite his loneliness, he was still successful at carrying out his responsibility. Which means that it doesn't matter what we might be passing through presently in our relationship or the present state of our family, we should continue to do the will of God to the best of our ability. Yeah. In fact, um, it just reminds me of something, some, uh, something I told um, somebody to so I told him, I was like, I know you're not happy, kind of where you are. I know they're not treating you well. I told him, actually, daddy's not actually happy here, too. They're not treating daddy well. I said, but this is life. Despite the fact that you're not happy, and despite the fact that you're not treating well, you still have to succeed. You still have to give your best. And remember, you're a successful young man. Remember, you are greatness, you're and no matter what happens, you 
not that I could feel him and I believe he could feel me. Not every time you will be in situations that will lie. Yes. Not every, not every time I will be around. Our, our spouses will do the best, you know. Mm-hmm. No. Not every time we will be in a, in a environment that will like. I have been for the past 13 years successively in environments that will not like me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Bible speaking, um, in Exodus chapter 11, yeah, um, I said to the one verse 11, he said, he said, the more they have to multiply, yeah, the more they multiply. multiply. You see, multiplication is meant to be in affliction. This is one thing that we need to understand. That was another thing God was trying to make Adam understand when he was the king. He was trying to make him understand in the place of aloneness. It look like it's affliction in terms of communication. Nobody to really communicate at my level. Yeah, feel what I Nobody feel. Nobody to feel what I feel physically. Because even though I think some cartoons said animals were talking then. I don't know. <laughs> it's not the scripture, so we don't know. <laughs> but you see, even if um, that's that's the ideology behind the Tarzan movie yeah. that he could communicate with animals. But still at that. It wasn't his level of communication. You understand what I'm saying? So he still felt unhappy, he still felt alone. Despite the fact very good. Even in that, God will bring, God brought something that will make him productive. Yeah. We must understand that in our alone situations, God will always give us something to make us productive. God wants us productive. Very productive. It's very possible to develop. See, you know, if you're waiting, if you're waiting for a time where you will never be alone. I don't know if that time, true in all every aspect of your life, I don't know if that time, you know, will come. There are times in, and phases where, in one area of your life, you'll be alone. Even in marriage, there are times where it looks like the man is alone. There are times that the woman is alone. You understand what I'm saying? It happens at the beginning. Let's even look at the biological processes. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, when the woman is going through her period, it looks like she's alone, feeling that. You understand what I'm saying? You know, there are times where it happens that no matter the, how the husband tries to support, yet you still feel it all. But at that point, it is a point of responsibility. God will always give us responsibility that will remove our attention from that aloneness so we can be able to wait for his work he's doing. And that was again, patience have a Okay. Let's go. So uh, this is a very good thing that we need to understand. And then let's also, before we run away from there, let's also look at the aspect of this responsibility called naming. Which areas do you think uh, God has called us to name, okay, in marriage or in the family? In, in marriage, in the family, in every area. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, I want us to test it on family and uh, in marriage. In marriage and family, if we want to look at the naming, we're going to look aside naming of children, yeah. you know. We're going to look at. We're going to go down a bit, so mm. you know, in that in Genesis chapter two, where he named okay. Eve, where he named her woman. Twenty three. Twenty three. said, "This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of right. man." Yeah. Okay. And then he also named the animals, right? Yeah. And then if you look at um, in, um chapter four, there are after they, they left the garden, he now called her. Yes, yes, that was that's three, three and that's twenty. Right. And, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Beautiful. Now, so before the fall, she was called woman. Mm. After the fall, she was called. Please don't hit it because we are going, going to do that. I'm not going to hit that. I don't want that. us to rush. I'm not going to hit that. We are just giving you some hints so you prepare for what is coming. Yes. Okay. Now, okay. Now, so the first naming that a man does in family in family is the naming of a woman okay not the naming of the children okay so the first naming in family so the first naming ceremony yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay great okay you can yeah. continue yeah you see that's the first thing he said when he when he named her uh, i said she's one of my own person that first she had the old woman because she was taking her from the man 
when you name that that you have mind. But you see, um, when the four came, remember, he excused his excuse was the woman you gave me. But now, in this in Genesis two, two verse three, he was one who named down. He was one who called. I really don't want us to. Yeah. Let's let's assume we are we don't know anything about Genesis chapter three. Okay. okay. So so that we can yeah. uh, really be. So okay, the the naming is the woman. Okay, let's not run there because someone are trying to bring so out so many years in naming. Yeah, the naming was he called her woman. Mm. Because he's taking away. He said, Why? She's one of my flesh. Now, this meant that he recognized himself. I'm taking out of me. Now, the question was that he was sleeping. Mm. When God did this. Exactly. How did he get to wake up and say, She's taking out of me? It was more like something just. flesh of my flesh. By my bone of my, my bone. I should, that's, that's why I call her man. But he was sleeping. How did he get this? It meant that. He caught it by revelation, mm. not by sight. Mm. That means you must name your wife by revelation, mm. not by sight. Because if you go by sight, that means you walk by faith, not by sight. You go by sight, you name her nonsense. You name you name her nonsense, especially when you are seeing a lot of things that you don't like. Or you because you feel you know she's 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 walking. She earns big money. Um, she has a house. She has a car. She says, oh, this is my wife. She's she's uh, industrious. My wife is industrious. She's she's in wife material. You know, you begin to name all kinds. Those names come by virtue of what you see with your eyes, what you can touch or what you can uh, taste. <laughs> like for those who taste, you know. So I mean. They are all those naming that depend on the five senses. Yeah. They will never be the right naming. You can't get it right. Okay. Because he was sleeping. This is one thing all young single men need to know. You can never name your wife by sight. You only name your wife by revelation. Because you are sleeping. And in marriage, when you get married too, you can also never name your wife by sight. I remember once when you know they asked us, you know, some young chaps asked us in church, and they were like, you know, um, you know, we really have to stay with the lady so you can know her. Mm-hmm. They asked a question like that in church, so you can know her before you get married. You are finished eating everything. There is nothing remaining again. So you are, what are you knowing? You are just, you are not knowing. You are, you are unknowing. He mm-hmm. says so you can know her. Before you now finally get married, usually in those kind of situations, it's called at the end of the day, the guy doesn't even have a desire to get married. Exactly. Yeah, she has stayed with you, you have finished eating everything, you have finished doing everything. The beauty about mind is that I don't know. That's why in the in the wedding, in the wedding ceremony, she's been. Yeah. So after you have been joined, you can now unveil because it's now you are seeing her, her. The veil has been unveiled, you have the veil has been torn. And we told them something say. Yeah, this is the same When you get into marriage now, it's a totally different ballgame mentality. In fact, you start knowing this person in a different way entirely. And they were looking at us, they were so confused when we give such answer. But you don't, that is the reason why a lot of them, after they have been, they get married and they enter into problem. Yeah. Why? Because you don't name your wife by what you know about her. You name your wife by what the Lord has told you about while some might actually, actually think maybe the partner was pretending or he was it may not always be the person is pretending but you see this is a this is a, this is a, um, uh, it's a it's a system let me use divine system already in place okay that if it doesn't go through the formula it can never get the same result at all it's just a system so not, not really that the person was deceiving you uh, or being nice or being kind or being no. industrious and the rest of it no. and then suddenly he's now changing and you say oh you deceive me now you, now you're just waking up you know you woke up <laughs> you woke up to use your senses instead of waking up to use the revelation exactly they say oh shit this lady used to be very nice when we exactly. She used to be very, she used to be very, very She used to cook for me. She used to wash clothes. Wash clothes for me. If I say anything, she has gone to family compound to sweep. Now, Maria, even to wash my clothes. Even, even, even. That reminds us of uh, someone who wrote 
wrote a letter to pastor <laughs> before his Sunday service, right? <laughs> to, to so the man's Sunday service, not a weekday, working. To excuse himself why he work. can't come for service. Why can't come for work now? My wife, my wife is an evil woman. Evil woman. She won't wash my clothes. She won't wash my clothes. She won't cook food. I give her money. She, she wastes all the money. <laughs> okay, so there's no way. And uh, I never married. Exactly. So that's what I wanted to mention. That later we got to discover because you know when on mission feel like there are a lot of things you get to learn as you continue. You learn. Uh, so we later <laughs> discovered that there was actually no marriage. You were just uh, cohabiting and having children. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, these things are becoming more rampant. Yeah. And the, the more these are happening, the more people are losing the chances of actually living, have, experiencing the godly family. Yeah. You are losing your chances of having this opportunity to experience this revelation-based uh, relationship. Exactly. Okay. So the woman is the first to be named, and then the children. But then, in the family, it's not just the wife and the children that, you know, uh, makes, makes up the family. Then they have the activity of the family, they have the, 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 the occupation of the family, you know, the business of the family. Okay, so it's still our business to keep naming what kind of schools our children do. Because you can't just say, uh, you don't ask A, Mr. A, what school are the children going to? Okay, you don't bother to know what they offer. You don't bother to know what kind of environment the school is, and you just send your your children. You're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is why you know being prayerful about where you send your kids to, being prayerful about what kind of job you actually accept at the end of the day, because offers will come. Yeah. But it doesn't mean all those offers would at the end of the day, because whatsoever we do comes back to the family. Yeah. So whatsoever job you do that would not make you raise your family in the way of the law. Yeah. It's not a fam- It's not a job you should take up. Uh, it reminds me uh, of you know the story that when you gave was you know he said this young man was in the church and one of the churches was pastoring. And the guy came and told him, "Ah, somebody you know, in another city." I'm like, "Wow, thank God, that's good. Glory to God, God. It's a better paying job. The benefits are all better than that. Glory to Jesus forever." Then he asked, "Sir, is that you?" So you see, that's <laughs> the issue. I, I don't really know. I've not really found out. So I don't like. Wow. So you mean that you were comfortable with carrying your family mm. to another city where you don't know whether your spiritual life would die there or whether you would. So you know what was going about is a better pay and every of that. So because we need to start hitting it, our time is fast running out. It means that for the very good man, his concern when it comes to you know his family, his marriage. And all that it entails, first, is that everything must be in a very good state. Yeah. And um, like we heard from, we learned from the beginning, a very good state cannot be possible if you don't remember your Creator. Yeah. So remembering the Creator should be our key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In everything. In we do. everything, should be naming is our role. Yeah. Okay, naming is our role. So naming is what determines what we do at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if the name you want to call your job. Mm does not make you remember God. Mm-hmm. It is not what is good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If the name you will give your wife is not what will help you to continue to remember God on a daily basis, mm-hmm. for as long as you remain in that marriage, death do you part. Mm-hmm. It is not the right name. Exactly. Or the name you give your children, because many are quickly, you know, you just pick up names because of situations, because of circumstance, because of experience and the rest of it. Some These things, celebrities. do they, exactly, do they really make you remember God? Yeah. So this, 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 should, I, I think we're going to end on this note today because of our timing. We shouldn't uh, take too long. We're going to stop on this naming. So I don't know if you still have more things to say about naming. Alright, I, I think we've said we've said um, a great thing about the name. Name actually is identity. Okay. Now you can see that all through scriptures, names play a very vital role. Yeah, very vital role. When when God sent Moses, Moses said, Who should I tell them sent? So this is Moses he has been talking with the Lord, but he knew the importance of name. I can't just go and say, your God sent me. 
So they asked me, what's the name of this one I was sending them? It has a name. And he said, tell them, I am sent So name. So, so naming gives identity. Identity. So everything around us. So everything around us. Now, so when we have to name, we are trying to ensure we give identity. For example, when we when um, I pray for my children, I use their name to pray for them. Because those names were given to us by the Lord. They were given to us by the Lord. So I use their names to pray for them. This is your name and you shall fulfill your name. Is that is a quicker way to pray for them. You understand what I'm saying? When you name your wife, it's a quicker way to pray for her. When you name your children, it's a quicker When you name your job, it's, a quick, it's an easier way, quicker way to pray for your job. Because we've already given it an identity. So all you do is command it to align to its identity. Even the naming of your family, right? The family. This family is this. This family is successful. This family is great. This family is, is glorious. This family, you know, you have to intentionally name and command it to align to the name. That's just it. Because if you need that, see, the, your family can go everywhere when there's no name. Exactly. That's what, yeah, that's what, naming gives identity. Gives identity. It's very important. Your business can go everywhere if there's no name. Mm. Your job can go everywhere if there's no name. Your children can go everywhere if there's no name. But so long as you are giving this thing an identity, this family, this wife, these children, this business, this job, and it cannot go everywhere. When he wants to, when the devil wants to tamper with it, you enforce the name back. So this also shows us the importance of this naming because now we see that before God brought the woman, He brought this, He brought spouse and the rest of it for Adam to name. He that more of these were the the training sessions He had so that He could name her. Exactly, exactly, exactly. He actually, you see, God always prepares us, exactly, and He gives us precedence. Mm. The naming of the animal was a precedent he gave to Adam and he trained him, a preparation he gave to Adam. So when he created, he didn't have to tell Adam, well, your name is. You know, so when he created the woman, when he brought her to the he didn't have to tell him, oh, please, uh, remember I told, I brought animals to you to name. Okay, now you have to know. No, he didn't have to tell him that. He already understood what God was trying to tell him. So instead, he jumped into action. Okay, so because we are really running out of time, I wish we had more time to talk about naming. Maybe tomorrow we'll start on before we continue but i really want to mention that look uh, for for those that like we we know god loves everyone okay but the actions of some people made them um uh, you know not not enjoy this love as they should okay so for those who give the love for a fellow you know very good man to animals we need to be uh, let through from the word of god that the very good man does not see any beast, any animal as his family. No, no. The, the very good man does not see any beast, any animal as something that can be compared to him yeah. or something that can fill up his aloneness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some look for companionship in animals, which is not possible. The very good man. Yeah. So if you are finding yourself finding uh, animals as a better companion than a, you know, a human or better still a female as a man or a male as a as a woman it shows that you have lost your state yeah and only christ can revive you yeah. only christ can bring you back up again so we, i want you to start your prayers from there please as we end we pray for people who have lost their way or lost their identity and um, i think a good time to also call them to prayers i know we, we usually um make altar calls after the teaching but you can start off with altar call and then uh, pray for this special and then before you all right okay um heavenly to jesus um we've said so much today we'll continue tomorrow you know you know you are there you know yourself and you know that you are beginning you have you have been you know degrading yourself to loving and seeking companionship with other creatures less than humanity you want to come back to the lord because only jesus can destroy this thing it is satanic that says um, it says because they do not give themselves to the lord they give them a weakness with them they make their desires you know awful they have not given yourself to the lord and the lord has allowed this this satanic Jesus wants to die. 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 Jesus wants to die.
first step to take is to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You know, just say this prayer after the death of Jesus. You come to me today, know that I'm a sinner. I know I died and resurrected from you. In my heart, I believe in my mouth and confess you as Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus. Now, in the name of Jesus, we combine our faith and we break every Satan. Yes, Lord. We break them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We cast out that spirit. That devil, yes, Lord. That devil, yes, Lord. That degrades men. We cast you out of this being in the name of Jesus. Amen. We cast you out of this brother. We cast you out of this sister. Amen. Yes, we cast you to the roof. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We cast you out. Yes, Lord. We decree total liberation. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord, I pray and we pray for everyone single brother, everyone single brother out there. Who have been using his five senses to name women. Lord, we ask for you to move him, move him, move them yes. from five senses to revelational knowledge. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, they are in their sleep states, but if they must wake up, they must be ready to wake up in revelation. Mm. Some of them have not married, have not uh, settled down in their marriages yet because they have remained in five senses. Mm. That's why they cannot get it, get um, wake up from their sleep because God doesn't want to get them doesn't want them to get into trouble. You know, there are some young men there. You're, you're, you're saying I want to get married, but you're discovering that it looks like every lady that comes your way, you know, she's not just it. You know, and you really want to get married, but every lady that comes your way is not just it. And in fact, I don't think maybe it's a demonic issue or whatever. Um, the Lord will have me tell you is that you have been using your five senses in your sleep states. And in your sleep state, your five senses, apart from your brain, are meant to be sleeping. And for you to wake up, God says the only basis on which He will wake you up to see the woman is where you choose to allow revelation. That's what the Lord will have me tell you. Lord, I pray for the release of revelation. No, the Lord will have me tell you, is, is, there's a gentleman beside me. He said, the Lord will have me tell you, he says, she has been by your side, but you have not known. She has been around, but you have not known. This because by revelation you you you, you not function by revelation so you have looked at her as just an anybody. The Lord says you will only get her by revelation. I pray for revelation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for everyone experiencing aloneness. Everyone experiencing aloneness. Lord, we thank you for bringing them companionship. Amen. In their family. Yes, Lord. In every areas of their life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What a wonderful time. What a wonderful session today. Please, um, I would like to um, admonish you as you listen also. Uh, listen with your family members and um, introduce the podcast to yeah. many more. You would love to see their relationships and their family and their marriages, you know, um, enjoy heaven on earth too. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you for your time with us today. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number. 033-254-551-2017 To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592 Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132 OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com Today, remain ever blessed. Wow. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Komi Podcasts. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimri and Funke Wahuna, 
kindly visit tumdoahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through ministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.